Happy New Year, everyone. I just want to start this episode by pointing out the fundraiser for it is going to be the Wounded Warrior Project. Now, this originally started as uh, serving and assisting soldiers that came back from Iraq and uh, Afghanistan, but they've actually expanded all of their programs out into mental health, career counseling, long-term rehabilitative care, and even advocacy efforts. So if you're capable, if you're interested, the Wounded Warrior Project could certainly use a dollar, ten dollars, whatever it is you feel comfortable giving. And if not, that's okay too. Let's have a good game today. Welcome to another Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. I don't know why I started that way, because I completely messed. I have literally a script in front of me. Welcome to another Dragonlance Saga gaming episode. Today is the final prequel of our Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition, Dragonlance Shadow of the Dragon Queen live play. It is Palast New Cult II. Brand new year, brand new character. My name is Adam. I would like to take a moment and thank the members of this channel and invite you to consider becoming a member by visiting the link in the description below. You can even pick up Dragonlance Gaming Materials using my affiliate link. Okay, so today we are being joined by Galibrand. Galibrand, can you tell us a little bit about your character? Well, greetings, friends. I am Galibrand Liaren. I am a rogue who spent some time just messing around. I'm not really much of a thief. I'm more of a expert at hide-and-seek. I am a 19-year-old human who specializes in speechcraft, as I used to be a merchant before I went adventuring. And now I am on a boat. <laughs> it's true. He's on a boat. Okay, well, let's uh, give this a little introduction and we'll dive right into the game. You've been aboard the Battered Mermaid for longer than you would have liked. Your journey to Vogler has been slow, as this merchant ship was the only vessel you could book passage on out of Jansburg. You've been set to task assisting with maintenance and daily operations of the ship when the ship took port in Kentrell to unload supplies. Captain Golsh picked up two more passengers that were headed to Calaman, a young woman and a bloated old man. Both seem to be indifferent to each other at best. As the ship leaves port, we pick up with our adventure. It is evening, and Solanary is lighting up the river. The scent of stale ale and fish is permeating the entire deck. The lazy procession of the ship is now almost comforting to you as you notice the young woman looking at you from the front of the ship with a smile on her face. What do you want to do? I look around me to see if there's anyone that's around. Right now, there's uh, everyone normally working deck at night. Um, it's sort of like you have 12 sailors on board right now. Then there's you and then these two new passengers. The sailors take shifts. And so at any given time, there's going to be one to three different sailors uh, on the actual top deck of the ship that you're on right now. And uh, there's someone, the, the first mate is sort of steering the ship at the moment, and you got some people sort of tending mast. So aside from the three sailors on board, yourself, and the two passengers at the four of the, the deck, you're the only ones up there. Uh, I look back, at, look back at her for a few seconds before immediately looking away. 
um, the evening is uh, really beautiful. The the again, Solinary is shining its light down, casting this sort of silver glow across everything. There's only a slight sliver of uh, lunatary at this moment, so there's very little red in the atmosphere, uh, as you're pretty used to, you know, with the procession of the moons. Um, you see the gentleman that she's with sort of glance at her, then glance to where she's looking and looks at you by the time you've looked away. And you can sort of hear some whispering, mumbling between them. And uh, if you look back, you'll notice that she turns her back to you and she's facing the front of the ship, uh, the direction uh, that you're headed up the Vingard River. Ah. Well, Galbrand isn't going to try and get into anybody's business. He has enough on his mind as it is. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, let me give a quick shout out. James, thanks for joining live. Chris, it's always great to see you. Uh, if you guys have any questions or comments or anything, throw them up there. And uh, we probably won't be getting to them because we're playing the game. But, uh, you know, maybe we'll be able to get to them uh, if we have a, a bit of a, a moment here. Okay, so um, as you are reserving yourself to not get involved in whatever that <laughs> was uh you actually hear footsteps approaching you from behind and you turn and you see it is that sort of very large slovenly looking man he approaches you he's like i would advise you sir to keep your eyes on your own self and not look at the missus over here She's my ward, you see, and I need to make sure that no little pukes like you get involved. Do you understand? Noted. Noted, sir. You won't have any more trouble from me. Very good. You see him walk off toward the, um, the rear of the ship, climbing the stairs to go talk to the first mate who's actually steering the ship. And uh, as he's walking away with his back turned, she sort of looks back at you and, uh, can I get a perception check from you, please? Sure. Uh, one second. No problem. Oh my goodness. So with this, if you hover over the perception bonus on your, in your skill list, there should be a little pop-up red B. Like, uh, if you click that, it should roll in. Roll 20. Nice. Oh, skills. Yeah, I was in my something else. Hmm. Okay. So, perception. Yeah. Uh, is it not working for you? Doesn't appear to be sending. I'll just, I don't have any pluses to my um, uh, perception, so I'll just roll it in okay. the um, uh, That's fair. actual thing. 17, nice. Okay, so as you uh, sort of glance at the guy leaving and you just sort of turn back out of the habit of just being aware of your environment, if for no other reason, you notice she mouths the word help to you. So as you've been on this ship and, you know, you've 
of course, left the port that they had uh, gotten in on. You do know that they have uh, been installed at the very, very bottom cargo hold of the ship in the sort of rear space, um, and they've sort of locked it up and, and kept to themselves primarily. It's really during the evening uh, and the early mornings that they come out and enjoy the fresh air and stuff. But other than that, they've kind of kept themselves holed up. And this is the first interaction that you've had uh, with either of them uh, at all since they've come aboard. Hmm. Uh, well, taking into account... Um, uh, that she has someone watching her. I'm going to try and gauge about how long um, uh, he's going to be talking to the first mate, see if I have any time to sneak in a conversation. Okay. Um, from what you can gather, it looks like he's kind of dressing down the first mate. You see him uh, sort of raising his voice, but you're not hearing any like distinct language of what they're speaking about. But, uh, you know, the, the first mate is sort of like talking back to him, you know, hushed tones, but they clearly are getting involved in some sort of discussion. Hmm. Well, then I'm going to try and make as little noise as possible, and I'm going to walk over towards her. Okay. Well, give me a stealth check. All right. All right. 25. Oh my gosh. Okay. No problem. Yeah. You just head straight up there and she actually doesn't even notice that you got there until you're right there next to her and you hear her just go, oh, oh, oh hello. Shh. Speak softly. Can you meet me here first thing right before the sun rises? I need to speak about getting some help from you. If you would be so kind. This man... I need to get away from him, and he has my property. Can you help me? Will you meet me? Very well. Remember, before and, the sun comes up. And Galibrand is just going to slink back to where he was before, so mm. it doesn't look like he moved at all. Okay. Yeah, as you're uh, heading back, um, you actually notice that they're finished talking about whatever it is, and... Um, the first mate reaches out and sort of points over at one of the other sailors, motion him over. Uh, the sailor comes up. Uh, they have some sort of conversation, and the sailor comes down to you. And he's like, uh, look, I, I don't know what's going on, uh, but we just had a complaint that you've been harassing the young lady up front. Uh, this guy over here, I, I guess his name is uh, Marion. He's saying something about you need to like leave the young lady alone. I, I, I really don't know what's going on, but that's what the first mate told me to relay to you. Um, you know, I mean, she's she's pretty hot. You got to be honest about that. But she is an attractive lady. And I'll tell you what I told the man when he passed by. I'll keep to myself. All right. Hey, I'm just the messenger man. All right. I understand. So, like, looks over and hey, like, thank Woof. you for thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. So he, he goes back up and the first mate sort of nods that the message has been relayed. And you see this big... You know, very rotund, sloppy, sort of looking, greasy-faced guy come down. As he's walking by, he just sort of gives you that sort of, like, knowing look. Like, huh, told you you shouldn't mess with my people. Now you know for sure, you know, sort of uh, stating his, you know, it's, it's basically like um, like he just, you know, uh, peed on the ground in front of you saying, this is my territory, you know. 
uh, just letting you know that, that he's watching. He's got his eye on you, and he's got everyone on the ship looking out for it, too. So he goes up, and uh, he starts talking with her. Um, is there anything else you want to do tonight? The cook is going to have dinner ready probably in an hour. They're usually pretty good about shift meals. So um, you can either hang out on deck, you can go eat, you can crash for the night, whatever you'd like. Uh, I would like to, well, do a bit of the job I've agreed to do on the ship. Okay. Hopefully something that doesn't require a lot of physical strength, as one thing about Galabrand, he's not the most muscular of men. Right. Okay. So he's just going to go and um, speak with the first mate, ask if there's anything that he could do, any um, uh, ropes that he would need to grab or help tying anything down. Okay. Sort of just light jobs. Yeah. Um, you've dinner. been working uh, at this for weeks at this point. This is a very long journey from Jansburg up to uh, Vogler. So you've gotten used to, you know, the regular system of, of collecting up ropes and folding up nets and making sure cargo's secured and, you know, going through your daily rounds and stuff. So you go about your regular duties and then uh, at shift change, which is when you should normally go down, eat your meal and go to sleep. Um, that bell is rung and, and stasers are woken up and they come out to relieve you guys. And you see the captain down there drinking some what would be good coffee if you didn't know what good coffee tasted like. You know, seeming to enjoy it as much as he's enjoyed anything else. Before I go down, what is, is this around the time the lady told me to meet with her? No, this is the same evening. So this is, okay. uh, you've got a few hours before that. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just go and get something to eat. Okay. Um, yeah, so he's down there and he's just being jovial, you know, waking every uh, the other soldiers up. And he, uh, his name is Captain Golsh. He's a gregarious person. He's very friendly, um, but he is no nonsense. When he says something needs to be done, it has to be followed out immediately or else there's repercussions. Some of those repercussions involve some people actually get hit in the head with a sap that he carries on his belt. Um, most of it is involved with um, him just dressing them down verbally and embarrassing them in front of the other mates. Um, again, there's no other women on board. It's typically seen as unlucky to have women on board. And so some of the sailors are, you know, sort of talking under their breath, dis disagreeing with the captain's uh, decision to bring these two new passengers on board simply because one is a woman. But uh, he seems to be taking none of that. You know, he, he won't allow that sort of talk out in the open and so that's why they're sort of you know under their breath whispering it and such um as you walk down he asks you how your day was did you have a, a good shift there lad it was uneventful nothing happened really so i would say everything went pretty well that's the kind of shift i always like to hear about one that you stick your heads down you mind your business and you do your duty while you're here you're doing really well are you sure you want to get off at Vogler? You could always stay on. You could always use another hand. I wish I could, but I have received troubling news that a family friend has died. I wish to spend some time to, well, mourn before I go looking for more work. Understood. Yes. Well, if you do ever have an opportunity to come back on the battered mermaid, you're always welcome. He uh, finishes his drink puts the cup down next to chef pat like slaps the the chef in the back great job with the coffee this morning and he walks up it's actually evening but it's the beginning of his shift so 
um yeah so you can have your meal you can crash and wait until you know you're supposed to meet up with her and you know, what do you want to do um uh Calibrand is just going to be listening to the um, uh, to any rumors or to the chatter around try to pick up the feel of the two new passengers really yeah see how people are reacting to specifically the large man as I have not had any pleasant conversation with him right. I don't know if he's just abrasive or if he is truly someone to watch out for yeah uh, as far as the the other sailors are concerned um they don't like the idea that she is on the ship because she's bad luck um they have to make sacrifices to the old gods that they don't even really believe in anymore but it's sort of you know uh, superstition and rumor at this point on the high seas you always want to take care of zeboim to make sure she doesn't sink your ship and so now that there's a woman on board they feel like they have to give extra um sort of uh, homage to zeboim um but as far as the guy is concerned, you know, they've locked themselves up in the lower part of the, the, the ship itself, and no one really knows anything about him. Um, he seems to be keeping to himself, always keeping an eye on her. He seems very overly protected, but again, he is her ward. I'm sorry, she is his ward. And so, you know, he could just be doing his job, um, you know, as, as protector, but no one really knows. And, and quite frankly, because he hasn't gotten in the way, no one really cares about him. You know, they're kind of indifferent. He's one of those people where if if uh, you are perceived to be in their way, they're probably going to bark a little bit, but they probably won't bite. Well, if I'm, uh, he'll mainly just bark, then are the sort of rooms he's, like, he's using um, off limits or are those just near the crew quarters? Uh, it's actually the deck below at the very, very base of the ship where they've been staying. And normally it's where you stow a bunch of goods and, and merchandise and stuff. But in this particular case, they paid money to have their own separate space away from the other sailors and stuff. So they're literally like sleeping in the back of the ship underneath. And as far as anyone knows, they actually lock the door when they're in there. So it, it seems to be a, a protected set aside space. And, and that also is going to be a bit of a point of contention with the rest of the crew because they're literally sleeping like on top of each other in hammocks in this, you know, tiny four part of uh, the, the second level of the ship. And these two people get an entire space to themselves. It's huge compared to where they're sleeping. So there's a little bit of that, but. Probably smells a little better too. <laughs> For sure. For sure, yeah. I mean, I guess, depending on whatever the merchandise was down there, you know, if it was if it was a bunch of fish, then it probably doesn't smell so good. But, you know, maybe it's cloth and, and perfumes. Who knows? Who knows? So would both of them currently be still on the deck? Uh, as far as you're aware, you haven't seen them come down at all. And they have to get through this cook space in order to get down into their room. So they're, they're probably still up there. All right, then. After I'm a... Galibrand finishes eating. He's going to head up and he's going to sit a little closer to them, try to pick up on any conversation he hears. Okay. Um, as you go up there, let me see. Can you, are you going to try to be stealthy or are you just walking up? I would like to be stealthy. All right, give me kind a check, of just, please. oh, only an eight. Oof. Okay. Oh, wait, that's a nat one. 
Oh yeah. That's not good. Yeah. So you're yeah. walking up there, you're trying to be quiet, but there just happens to be a plank that you've been really good at avoiding up until now that just creaks really loud as you sort of start walking their direction. And they both immediately look back at you and you see the guy just sort of fold his arms around his rotund chest and just sort of glare at you. I immediately look away and I go to sit on one of the nearby crates that no. I've been. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just walk past. I go and sit down on one of the crates and proceed to just look, kind of like look at the water yeah, and wait till I have any necessary work. I'm kind of just, I'm trying to look relaxed. Okay. Well, give me a perception because you were trying to eavesdrop on him, right? See if you yeah. could hear anything. Let's see if so, you can hear anything. Oh, 19. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it seems you're getting a lot of uh, sort of crosstalk from the sailors that are just moving about their duty. You know, some, one guy is just singing a song that he won't stop singing. It's probably the only song he knows, which is kind of frustrating to hear over and over again for weeks on end. Um, as far as um, them... It, it doesn't seem like they're actually talking. Um, they're just sort of standing there uncomfortably. Uh, I think, you know, you, you can gather from this that either she's forced to be up there with him or she wants to be up there and so he's forced to be up there with her. But in either case, they don't look like they're enjoying each other's company. And uh, it, it certainly feels like there's a job being done rather than enjoying a ride, you know? Hmm. Well, Galibrand's just going to kind of sit there, sit there. He knows he's been noticed and is now like very much not going to hear anything incriminating. Right. So he's just going to make idle noise like he would normally do, either humming along to the yeah. song that he's heard over and over again or um, uh, or just start um, uh, like messing around with stuff in his pack. He has an, a, an adventurer's pack. Nice. So he's just kind of like making sure he still has everything, checking his rations that um, uh, he doesn't usually carry on him, but he knows that eventually he'll have to get off. So he just likes to make sure he's prepared. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As you're doing that, um, you see they pass behind you in order to go around to the stairs that go down to the second level. And it seems they're probably retiring for the evening. Hmm. I'm going to wait a few more minutes until my, until they go further down before I myself get up and start to head down myself. Okay. So you go down. This is normally the time that you would be sleeping. In a few hours, you're going to be woken up for your shift at first dawn. And so, you know, you're going to either be pretty exhausted tomorrow if you don't get any sleep or um, if you want to catch any sleep, now is probably the best time. But if you want to continue like sort of following them, you do know in that center... Well, here, let's... Let me show you. Now, this is not going to be, of course, where everyone's standing, but just so you can get a, a sense of this ship that you're on. Um, they were up here in this front area initially, and this is your character that you can control. Um, these are the stairs going down to the next. I don't know if you're looking at the map as I'm showing it, but you can actually scroll down and see the second level of the ship. And this is where the cook's quarters are in this main center hold space. 
Um, the sailors sleep in these sort of cots that are swung uh, in that front area. The captain has this entire back room to himself. And there's a little hatchway right here that goes down to ladders to the bottom space. Now, this is where they mainly hold storage and you know, any goods that they're transporting. This back space right here is where they've sort of like paid to have exclusively to themselves. And the only way to get into it is this door right here through this ladder from that second level. So as you go down to this space where you would normally be sleeping up front here, uh, you don't see them. So it's pretty good bet that they went down to their room. Hmm. If I were to stand, say, right here, would I be able to hear anything through the floorboards or does the ship make too much noise? The ship does make a significant amount of noise. I mean, not just the ship itself, but the river and the water smacking up against it. Um, the regular creaking and moving of other uh, sailors talking and stuff. So it's it's not the best place. Um, you, you're welcome to give a perception check to see if you can garner anything. Only a four. Okay, that's not ideal. So yeah, you're not really hearing anything other than just the natural sound of the ship. Well, seeing as he can't really do much else without breaking into someone else's room right now, Galibrand is just going to try and get some sleep so he doesn't end up missing the time he's going to meet up with the lady. Okay. So he goes to his own hammock. Nice. Okay, so um, you rack out for a couple hours. Your body is in sync with your schedule, so you know, um, you know, it sort of like wakes you up because you're just so used to the schedule that you've been on for a couple weeks now. Um, that you wake up before the sun is out, you can hear the lapping of the waves smacking the side of the ship, and everything sounds like it always does here. Snoring, farting, burping, stuff like that. Well, to not wake the... Other men, as Galibrand knows just how tiring it can be to do any sort of work like this, he's going to try and like stealthily get out, not to draw any attention to himself as he leaves. Okay. Um, you don't have to roll. I mean, you can take your time. You've, you've done it enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you want to meet her, she's going to be up on the front of the deck she had mentioned. I'm going to move him off because he's drowning at this moment. <laughs> ah! Deserved. <laughs> so you do see there's a couple people on deck but you know you're getting ready for a shift change uh, change uh, captain Golsh is up there uh, at the wheel sort of uh, just calling out orders to the people that are on uh, duty at the moment and you see her just up in front staring off into the horizon um uh Galibrand is gonna kind of stay where he is for now until he knows no one's watching him. Okay. Then he's going to try and sneak up to the up to the woman because he knows that um, uh, not to be caught by anyone lest they report it back to the man. Right. Okay. So yeah, you uh, you wait a minute. You don't see anyone that's paying attention. And to be fair, you have a better rapport with the other sailors than that guy did. So you feel pretty confident that they're not going to rat you out if they see you talking to her. In fact, they probably want to be the one talking to her in that case. Yeah, well, I just don't want to leave any loose ends. Yeah, no, don't want fine. anyone else to get dragged in. So mm -hmm. once I make sure the coast is clear, I'm going to like start to approach. Okay. Yeah. 
as you start to approach, you're being very, very quiet and she doesn't notice you at all. And you're sort of seeing her for the first real time because it's just her and it's just you. She's got this luxurious black hair. She's very dark ebony skin, brilliant violet eyes. She is a beauty to behold of a woman. Clearly, probably either Kurish or Ergothian. But she just has this, you know, really rich caramel skin. She's uh, just completely beautiful. And as you sort of, your presence is felt next to her, she sort of turns and you see her eyes light up and a smile across her face. You came. Speak quickly. I don't know how much time we have. That man with me. That beast, his name is Zolfan Marion. He has my property. And he is taking me to my stepmother. Yes, I am his ward, but my stepmother beats me. And I know that if I can get away from him, I can go live on my own. My father died and he has my inheritance downstairs locked up. I'm just only hoping that you would be so good as to go gather it for me so that I could leave. Perhaps if we hit another port town before Vogler, or, or maybe if we hit Vogler before we hit to Calaman, but I cannot go to my mother-in-law's. She will beat me. It, I will be miserable. You could help me do that, couldn't you? you? You have worked on this ship for a while. And what survival experience do you have? I mean, with my money, I'm not entirely sure I would need much. I could live free. I wouldn't have to worry. That's really what I'm looking for freedom. I would not say you would have nothing to worry, for even people with little money get caught by bandits when they are out by themselves. Are you telling me that you would take my money? No. I'm telling you what I saw on my way here. She, like, moves forward and, and tries to sort of gently grab your hands as if, you know, like, imploringly. Um, just sort of, like, bring them together, like, please, please help me. I need to get away from him. I can't promise that he's not going to hurt me. And I know once I get to the destination that we're headed towards in Calaman, I will be hurt. I need help. Will you please, please help me? No. You see her sort of slack-jawed, staring at you, shocked. Why did, why did you... I'm no crook. I'm not going to go sneaking into someone's abode to yank something from them. This is my property. What it do you is mean, rogue? Property. I thought you were a hero. You're a knight. You're a, you're a knight. my savior. This would be you doing a good deed, not an evil deed. I don't understand. Did I not it describe it correctly? Your if it is truly your property, then you will have no problem getting it yourself. I will not be breaking into somebody's abode. You I'm sorry, I have my own things to deal with. And then I'm going to walk away. As you walk away, she turns and she calls out, I will not sleep with you! How dare you suggest such a thing, you beast! You liar! You cheat! And she, like, runs across the deck. I'm screaming as she gets to the, the stairway right here. She calls out, Captain! Captain! This young man tried to accost me! And Galibrand is going <laughs> to make no reaction to that as... He trusts the captain, but he also knows that this situation looks bad, so he's just going to let whatever happens play out. Okay. So he's just going to go and sit on the railing, wait for the captain to come down. So the captain comes down, um, 
he calls out to a sailor to take his position. The captain comes down here and uh, he tells you to meet him in his office. He needs to speak with this young lady. I just nod at him and I start heading down. Okay, so as you're going um, down to the lower uh, parts of the ship and you head back into his office space, I'm just sort of waiting. Would that be there, in his room? Yeah, yeah. There must be a, a, a m many, many things running through your mind at this moment. Um, first of all, why did she turn on you like that? Um, uh, you know, what are the repercussions going to be? You know that the captain has gotten physical with people in the past. If it turns out that you did assault her, there's going to be real consequences and uh, perhaps even just stranding you on the side of the river, um, which would then, of course, lead you to take even longer time trying to get back to Vogler. I mean, this could very well change everything about your plans. It very um, much could. Yeah. But I am also very aware of what my father taught me and that hardworking men don't need to steal. And if something truly is yours, you have no need to take it. Okay. Um, so Galibrand isn't going to, isn't going to do anything, but follow the rules he knows. Okay. So as you're sitting in there, the captain finally comes in uh, and he motions for you to have a seat and he pulls, pours himself a drink. He's like, it looks like you've found yourself in a bit of a predicament. You want to tell me what happened? Very well. Earlier, well, today, as I was finishing up my shift, I noticed that the woman was asking for me to speak with her. Well, it could have been me misunderstanding, but she looked to have been wanting to get my attention. So, I decided to meet up with her when she told me. Afterwards, uh, she told me to, well, grab something of hers from her room. So I simply told her I will not be breaking into the room that her and the fine gentleman are renting. I see no reason to break into their abode. So I have told her I would not be going in there to grab what she wished. As such, I seem to have angered her. You know, this sounds like a fairy tale, right? Yes. I can't imagine why a young woman would ask you to steal something on her behalf and then when you refuse, turn against you like this. Perhaps it was ill luck bringing a woman aboard. I have my own theories, but I'll leave those to myself for now. No point in dragging you down with me. If you have need to, I will be willing to leave the ship. I would very much like to hear your theories. My theory is either she is not entirely truthful in the need for what she is asking me to grab. Perhaps she simply wishes to take the man's money. Perhaps she wishes for something for me to grab something that would What's the word? Expose? I wouldn't know. Hmm. She has told me her side, as I have not spoken to the man, I can't hear his. So, my theories are either she is in trouble, or she is simply unhappy. She has right. told me that she is not particularly happy with where she is going. But, it's better than being out by yourself, so I have decided to not do what she asked. 
Well, I certainly don't blame you for not breaking rules aboard my ship and stealing someone else's property, so I cannot fault you there. But she said that you grabbed her, you groped her, that you were a little rough with her. Is any of that mm. true? No. So it's your word against hers? It would be. What approach do you think I should take as a captain to this? Take the most logical one. Take the one that will provide you with the least amount of trouble. Not a bad idea. For now, perhaps go get yourself something to eat or drink and hang out uh, in your sleeping room. I need to talk with this group. Very well, sir. So as you, uh, I assume you go to where he said to go. Yeah, I am a grab a snack, something small to eat before heading back to my, my to my sort of cot to just yeah. lie there because I do not know if I will be wanted on my next shift right now with all the trouble going on. Okay. So it's about 25, 30-ish minutes. You know, time is a little wibbly-wobbly on the sea. But uh, ultimately, someone, a, a sailor comes up, uh, sort of opens up, moves over to you, sees that you're still awake. He's like, you know, trying to get you to come out of the, the sleeping chamber so you don't wake anyone else up uh, when he talks to you. As you guys move All over right. into the cooking area, he says, uh, it turns out the, uh, the, the man, uh, Mr. Marin, would like to have a word with you in the captain's chamber as well. Very well. And I enter the captain's chamber. So inside there, you see the captain sitting down um, at a you know, sort of desk space that he has. Uh, Zolfan Marine is, is uh, sort of sitting next to him, overflowing in the arms of his chair. And he looks over as you uh, enter. And it looks like they were having a sort of hushed conversation. And as soon as you enter, he stands up, sort of squeezes himself out of the chair, and he turns around to you. I think maybe you should have a seat, son. Very well. I go and sit down. I don't know what she told you, but I'll tell you my side of the story. She is my ward. She is under my protection. Anything that she has on her person is under my protection. Now, As she has according told me. to the ship's captain, you were asked to steal her property by her. Is that correct? She asked me to retrieve something from, a, from one of your rooms. Right. But she claims that you accosted her. Is that correct? That would be true, sir. And did you? No. You see him sort of look around. He's like, I saw you eyeing her earlier. Yes, there's not a lot of women on this ship, as you can tell. It's very eye-catching when one walks onto the boat. Which makes me trust you less. Mm-hmm. A young man in your position. Perhaps you thought you could have your way and no one would believe her side of the story. That raises the question of why I would do it on the top deck in front of the captain and multiple crew members. But maybe they would have your back. Perhaps other sailors are in on it. That I cannot say as, well, I'm simply using this ship for voyage. Well, I want you to know something about this young woman, Estes Johansson. I don't know how to say this without sounding a little bit crazy myself. 
but I think you should I've stay away from her. Steer clear. She is bad news. And I don't know if you've been able to tell that from your interaction with her thus far, but if you get involved with her, you will suffer for it. Not necessarily by my hand, but because she... don't believe I'm saying this out loud. She worships the old gods, an evil god of the sea named Zeboim. We're taking mm. her to Calaman, to her mother-in-law, who actually believes that the gods have returned, and she is going to try to talk her out of this wickedness, this vile behavior and belief system that she has fallen into. Part of what she's trying to get at, and yes, I believe you, She's trying to get a medallion that I have put in a safe box. Now, if she gets that medallion, if the old stories are true, she will be able to act on behalf of the gods, and that would be a bad thing. Since you have shown yourself to be a trustworthy young man and refused to steal her property, well, I think it's only fair that I tell you the truth about her. And... Perhaps, with the captain's permission, you could be put on guard duty to make sure none of the other sailors are involved in trying to steal her medallion back. I'm pretty good at walking around unnoticed. I can keep an eye on her. I would not want you to keep an eye on her. I would want you to keep an eye on our room to make sure no one else gets into it. Ah, that sounds like a, that sounds pretty good. I can do that. Very well. Captain, does this sound like an acceptable solution to this problem? Well, I believe it is. Now, I have to warn you, Galibrand. These other sailors, you probably know them a bit by now. And they're not all as honest and forthright as you are, as you've shown yourself to be. If you see someone, try not to get any trouble. Just instead, let me know, or perhaps let Zolfan Marine here know, and we can deal with the sailor directly. How does that sound? That sounds fine. I'm, uh, Mr. Marini, I'll simply be waiting by the door to the lower deck. I will not be going down there myself, but if I notice anyone making attempts to go down there, I will inform you immediately. The captain says, whoa, no, 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 you must be down there. There could be someone down there right now. Very well, I'll head down immediately. Very good. Would you like another drink, Marion? Yes, sir, I would. So they stay in the, the captain's space while you uh, go back to the ship. And um, sailors are sort of moving around here and there. No one is at the... Uh, are you seeing this? I am seeing it, okay. yeah. This bottom area yeah. here. Yeah. No one is uh, in front of the door or anything like that um, at this moment. So, you know, just sort of let me know where you want to position yourself. I just go down. Okay, so as you're just hanging I out there... I do wish to make a, a stealth... I wish to go down stealthily to not be noticed, though. Okay. Can I get a number roll from you? 14. Very good. So yeah, you are as quiet as can be. You get down there. You actually don't see anyone initially 
until you are you going to be staying there or is there somewhere you're going to be posting yourself the map i'm basically still just coming down from the um, uh, from the upper deck mm -hmm. or upper floor so okay. i would still so be down the by ladder's the right here. door oh the ladder's over there i couldn't quite make that out it's okay um, so, so yeah, you come down the ladder, it's completely quiet, you don't hear or see anything, and you're pretty sure no one knows that you're there either. You see this gentleman sort of moving around, checking tightness of ropes of, of crates, you know, sort of tied down to the deck, and then uh, he comes over this way. Oh! I didn't see you! How you doing, Gellibrand? I'm doing all right, Jimothy. You have yourself a good night. And he, like, moves up. I did. It was... Not as noisy as usual. Uh, he closes the hatch, just sort of, uh, you know, just what people do, like sort of laughing to themselves as, as he moves about his, his uh, duties. And you seem to be alone here. You hear the squeaking every once in a while of like a rat that has been plaguing this place and uh, no one can seem to, to catch the dang thing. But other than that, it's, it's very, very quiet. And then you hear the lock of the door start rattling a little bit and uh of this, this door this one right here where they're sleeping yes yes all right i'm going to start behind i'm going behind this mass pillar and i'm going to take a look at the door okay so as it's sort of rattling it opens up and you see the young lady let me grab her where'd she go come here lady Come on down. So she steps out and she turns back around and locks it. Um, she seems pretty upset and frustrated. And she just uh, seems to be moving toward the ladder to leave. Uh, I'm going to make a... I'm going to make a sprint for the ladder. Okay. And I'm going to try to get up there as fast as I can. All right. So you're trying to do that without her noticing you? I would like to try and do it without her noticing me. Okay, you're going to have a disadvantage since she's in the same room as you sprint, but it's entirely possible. So roll two 20s, take the lower option, and let me know what that is. Uh, 21. Wow, that's a great lower option. So you seem to be completely effective about getting there. You open up the hatch. That reveals that someone is there at some point. But as you go up, you're pretty sure she didn't see you as she was clearly walking toward the same area as well. Uh, what do you do once you're up there? Do you leave the hatch open? Do you close it? What, what's your plan? Um, uh, do I... Can I hear the captain and the other man from this room or would I have to get closer? You would definitely have to get closer to hear them in there. All right. Then I'm going to start heading over there and kind of hide behind the pillar. See if I can hear them. Okay, give me a perception check. Only a three. Okay, yeah, it's you can't really hear anything. Alright then. I am going to I'm going to go up to the top deck, see if the captain's up there. Okay. He's not up there. Um by the time you have gone up the stairs to go up to the upper deck, you hear the hatch open and that's where she is coming out of it, Estes is. Um, and so she's now on this second deck here, uh, second level. And people are just going about their business, you know? It, whatever happened between you and Estes and uh, Marine, 
no one is really privy to. Uh, the people who are on duty right now are sort of giving you like weird, like knowing looks like, ah, you tried to get with her, huh? You know, it's sort of that sort of thing, you know, jocular humor. But um, <laughs> nothing, no one's saying anything outright or suggesting anything untoward. They're just giving you that look, that knowing look. Because um, they cool. clearly wanted to do something similar as well. She's a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Well, if I can't see um, uh, see the man or the captain, then Galibrand is going to start working on his shift just to look like he was up here. Okay. So as you're up there doing your thing, your shift is, is passing by normally. Um, then you start to hear this scream coming from below the decks. Uh, it's the definitely the voice of Estes screaming. It's sort of burned in your head when she accused you uh, earlier on. But someone, you know, she's screaming down below decks, and then you start hearing other sailors down there, sort of, uh, you know, making a bunch of noise and stuff, uh, seemingly responding. Are you going to stay up there? Uh, Galibrand is going to start heading down because that wasn't what he was expecting to happen. Okay. As you come down, you see the captain on this second deck with. All right, hold on. Let me find him. Where are they? You get over. Oh my goodness. Get over here. I'm clicking too fast. You get up here. And you get out of the water. Stop swimming, Zolfan. Jeez. This guy, he's obsessed. And then you've got a couple sailors here as well. Um, she's screaming at the top of her lungs at Marine. Uh, how dare they! They stole my necklace! They stole my property! It's all gone down there! I can't believe this is an affront! And the captain's like, calm down! We're gonna get to the bottom of this! Don't you worry! As you walk down, he's like, I thought you were supposed to be at the door! So he's shouting at me? Yeah. That I was. I go and look towards her. I saw her down there earlier today. I that is to her room?! Is she not supposed to come in and out of her room as she pleases? Well, she was fiddling with a lock on the door, so I would assume so. Absolutely she should. And you are supposed to have been down there to make sure no one stole anything. Marin, I am sorry. Please go down there and verify that what is taken is in fact still missing. And she says, of course it's missing. You think I'm a liar? Are you calling me a liar, sir? It's like, ma'am, please... We don't want to have to restrain you, but if you don't get off your hysterics, hysterics, I'll show you hysterics. And Marin's like, "Will you stop making a scene, woman? Honestly." And he goes down to the the ladder to to go down to verify that you know goods are missing. You see her sort of stop and huff for a minute, look around. Can I get a perception check from you? Sure. Eighteen. You notice she looks over at a couple sailors in this space right here, and they sort of like look at her and sort of like nodding in, in some sort of assent in some way. Um, but it's so subtle. The captain doesn't notice. No one else seems to notice. You just happen to be at the right place at the right time to see the look and reaction. From down below right. decks, you start to hear that boisterous voice of Marin. By Jove, it's gone! 
this is trouble and do 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 slam 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 and he's like gets up the ladder and he comes out from the other ladder like looking up it's gone this is trouble this young lady if she gets a hold of this medallion she could tear this entire ship apart don't you understand and the captain's like i don't think that's a problem that we have to really worry about sir but no one's left the ship so all we have to do is search for the medallion and it will be found i can assure you it's like, if it's not found, hell will be to pay, do you hear me? The gods have returned, hell will be to pay! And everyone's just sort of like, yeah, the gods have returned, okay. Like, he's clearly upset about property missing, that's understandable. But this other stuff is clearly probably hysterics. Like, he's, uh, he's looking into it a little bit too much, you know. So no one's really taking it seriously. And again, it's a missing necklace. Like, it's not the end of the world, you know. <laughs> it's property that will be found. No one has left the ship. So the uh, captain looks over to Sailor 5 and 7 here, great names, and he's like, You two gentlemen, I want you to search the lower decks and tell me if you find any necklace. Tell me if you find any evidence of any breaking or entering or anything like that. Like, yes, sir. Were aye, aye, sir. The, were those the two that I saw receiving the nod? One of them, yeah. This is the other one right here. Sailor ah. 8 and 7 were the two that you noticed the nods from. Okay. So the uh, Sailor 5 and 7 go down below decks. Let me just drag them down there real quick. And uh, Estes is sort of pacing back and forth, huffing and upset that someone stole her property. And uh, Marin is uh, going back down below decks as well to, to help search for it. The other sailors are like, wait, we got jobs to do in a ship to run so we're gonna you know continue with your your approval captain and uh captain Golsh uh, is just assenting like yes get back up decks take care of your duties lads they go off and do their thing and it looks at you like the... i had one single task for you you were supposed to stand by that door and not let anyone in and you failed at that now i understand you're not a sailor and i certainly understand you're not a guard but you could at least follow my orders when I give them to you. My Gellibrand is I'm, uh, trying to keep an eye on the two sailors he saw I'm, uh, receiving the nod in his. Well, one of them went below decks. Number seven went below yep. decks. Uh, number eight mm -hmm. here went above decks to continue his duties. Let me move them off the board here so there's no confusion about it. Um, so really down here, it's Estes, you, and the captain. I then looked at the captain. You said if I were... We said if I were to seize anyone, I would go looking for you. That was something I could not do, as I could not find you. I am oh. no guard. So when I could not find you, and noticed that someone was following me, I went to do my job. Uh, give me a persuasion check. Okay. Okay. Nineteen. Oh, nice. He's like, well, son. I, I want you... I what I have seen, now that I'm finally up here and found you. What did you see? Your Estes. Yes! What did you see? And she comes over. Well, she's facing you guys now. Well, as I went down and Jimothy left, 
I went to go and stand by the door. As I did, I noticed that the young lady was leaving her room. So, as to not cause any trouble, I went upstairs to go look for you to inform you that someone was by the door. While, yes, it was someone who, who could go in there, someone was by the door. She's like, this is absurd. Of course I go in there. I sleep there. And he's like, ma'am, calm down. Let's keep our voice at a reasonable level. It echoes in here and it's awful terrible. Awful terrible. I'll give you something awful terrible to complain about. Honestly. And you see her just turn around and huff and like stamp her foot in place. Like, you know, sort of pissed off. Her back is turned to you guys now. I'm going to try and do a whisper to him. I noticed two of our fellow soldiers receiving a nod from her. I believe they're in cahoots. Okay, and then let's I'm just gonna... see how good you can whisper that. Let's do, um, let's do a, I don't know, a performance? Yeah, let's do performance. Let's just see if you can... Performance, let me see. Okay. Not the greatest, but I have something in it. 17. That's good. All right, so you whisper it low enough that, you know, you're right next to each other. You sort of lean in and he hears you. He's like, who were they again? He's like, you, you come with me. So he goes into uh, his chamber again. All right. Do you go with him? Yes. Okay. Um, you enter the chamber and uh, he's like, who was it that you saw exactly? I need names. I need to find out right now. Gabriel, number seven. Um, uh, okay. You said it was seven and eight. Yeah. That were the two. Yeah. And Bartholomew. Oh, as... shady shysters. Yes. I will the... deal with this. All right. It's yes. probably best if you stay away from Estes. She doesn't seem to have taken a liking to you. That I gained from our second interaction. <laughs> yeah, the first one wasn't enough. Uh, so he goes back down below. Um, ultimately, uh, you're just sort of sitting in his room. Is there anywhere you want to go? Anything you want to do? Uh, no, I... Well, yes. I'm going to leave his room as to not stay in the captain's quarters. And as I have yet to receive any new orders, I'm going to head up and continue doing some work. Okay. If I hear anything else, I'll run down. As you uh, head up to the top, you actually see Estes standing back at the front of the ship. And there's something completely different about her at this point. Uh, the other sailors are minding their business. The captain is talking to uh, Gabriel aboard decks, sort of dressing him down, questioning him. You know, you can overhear that he says your name. So clearly he's explaining, you know, what you saw uh, in that sort of look. And you can tell that this guy is like trying to argue the point back to the captain. And um, ultimately, Estes turns around and you notice this medallion hanging from her neck at this point. And Can I make a stealth check to try and um, uh, not be seen? Yeah. Uh, I want to show you what this looks like real quick. Okay. Come on now. There. So it's a medallion that looks like that hanging from her neck. Uh, and can I get a religion check from you? Uh, or history, whichever is higher. That was my stealth, so dirty 20. Nice. Okay. And... Both of them are plus one, so I will do a history. Okay. Only 
Only a nine. Okay. Yeah, you're not familiar with the symbol at all, um, but you can only make the assumption that it's what she was looking for. Someone else just got it for her on her behalf. Um, she, like, raises her hands to the sky. Zeboim, I call out to you! Sink this rotten hull! Destroy and swallow this ship! Bring it down to the bottoms of the Vingard River! We must make these heretics pay with their lives! Is she still facing towards the rest of the crew? Yeah, she's... Let me turn her. So she's facing this direction. Um, right. Everyone, as soon as she does that, like, stops and turns and looks toward her. Uh, and we're going to go on initiative at this point. Okay. So go ahead and let me know what your initiative is. Um... Fourteen. Turn. Ooh, I got it twice now. Hold on a second. How do I remove these people? Dang it! <laughs> Dang it! Remove all turns. All right. So let me try this again. So she had a three, and you had a fourteen. Is that correct? Okay. So what do you do? Um. So I moved as close to her as I could. Is there any like noticeable shifts in the um, uh, like in the surroundings? Do I notice that she's actually doing something when she's screaming? Okay. So as you had you're entirely focused on staying stealthy and you know creeping up onto that that upper deck that you're on right now. Uh, so that no one notices you. So you didn't really notice before, but now that you're sort of taking stock of your surroundings, it seems like clouds are actively rolling in out of nowhere. The sea is actually getting, you know, like when uh, water starts to boil, not like a full boil, but it starts to actually move a little bit more than it normally you know, would have just laid there flat. The sea, on, not the sea, but the, the Vingard River is actually getting more turbulent at the moment uh, than it was before. So... I don't know if you believe in the gods or not, but apparently something is strangely happening. Living in a um, uh, living when growing up, I know I've seen magic users before. I don't know if I've actually. I know for during my traveling, I've li I've encountered a, another wizard mm. during my travels, but this is a little different. But I know <sighs> magic is dangerous. Yeah. How sturdy is the ama? Um, uh, does the necklace look like if I give it a hard enough yank, will it like snap off her neck or does it have to be taken off? Um, I mean, it looks like a typical necklace with that big round medallion underneath it. You not ever having any direct interaction with anything like that. Um, you really wouldn't know. I mean, you had to hazard a guess. It would just be like ripping a necklace, you know? I mean, like if you can grab it, then it, you should arguably be able to take it off like any other piece of jewelry or something. Um, just give me one quick uh, moment. James, um, his character is not a knight. In fact, he's a rogue. Um, she was just trying to bolster his confidence and twist the, the conversation of him stealing to him recovering and protecting. So that's why I said knight earlier. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as far as you know, but you've had no experience with anything like this before. All right. Uh could I use my action, sorry, to try and either investigate the necklace for, like, a latch or a way that I could, like, make it just fall off? From where you are right now, there's 
no way you could see any latch. Her hair would be covering any sort of it. Mm. Assuming there's a latch and it's not like a tie, you know, knot or something or from the chain or, you know, however it's, it's connected together, whether it's completely sealed with the medallion around it. Um, at this point, you have you have no idea. And, and even even examining it for a while is not really going to bring any elucidation. New on information. To yeah. And you're definitely not going to be able to make it drop on its own accord. All right. Um, I'm going to try and get behind her. So, okay, so she is at the very front. So the only way you would yeah. be able to do that is to climb on the outside and stand on the Which mast. Which is what I plan to do. Whoa, okay. Like right here? So I'm planning on sort of jumping, kind of like jumping off the side and pulling an Assassin's Creed to just crawl along the edge of the railing. Okay, you're going to have disadvantage with your stealth because you're making yourself known by going over the railing. Um, but with the disadvantage, you can definitely try to do that stealthy. So, so you want me to do a stealth check for that? Well, or... are you trying to be secretive about it, I guess, is the most important part. I am. I am trying to the remain yes. hidden. I will need a disadvantage stealth check. Okay. The lowest of the two is... Oh, sorry. I tried to do two different rolls. I see. Let's just... The lowest would be a nat one from the looks of it. Oof. Yeah. So um, as you try to sneakily get over the edge, you like bump your heel on the actual uh, the, the, the edge of the, the ship there, which makes this loud thud. And, you know, she doesn't seem to like pay attention to you, but you can tell she's aware that you're there. Now I just need an acrobatics for you to successfully climb on the outside. Okay. Eighteen. That'll do it. So you climb on the outside. You have your full move. So just move to where you want to on the outside. Okay. I'm going to sort of just climb until I reach the front mast and I'm then behind her. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that means it's her turn. So you see the, the clouds getting closer, like shutting out that early morning light. Um, at this point, it was almost noon with all the hubbub of everything that was going on. Um, but the clouds are completely overcoming everything. The rain is starting to fall. The wind is messing with the sails. And so the captain is shocked as he is about what she says she's doing and what she's calling out to. He's like barking orders at sailors to try to like uh, keep the mass, uh, keep the sails in order and, you know, start uh, ratcheting things down. I don't really know much about ships, clearly, but he's barking I'm orders not. to keep things going. Yeah. And um, uh, ultimately, you start to see lightning shooting down and hitting the actual river itself. And you see these other sailors that are, as they're actually working, they're like, she's going to sink the ship. The Boeing's listening. I can't believe this is happening. Captain, sir, what's going on? He's like, keep your heads, boys. Focus on your duties. Just keep your heads down and do what you need. You got to do. You know you got to do. We're not going to go down without a fight. Damn you, Zeboim! I've always given you everything I needed to give you to pacify you. Don't sink the ship now. You know people are screaming and you know almost yelling at some sort of mass cacophony. Uh, you see sailors crawling out onto the deck from below decks sort of freaking out, doing anything they can to try to help and keep everything locked down super tight. Uh, the sea and the ship is actually roiling. I'm going to need another athletics check from you. Um, I mean, you could do it with acrobatics, probably. 
if you I have a better athlete. I believe I have a better athletics. Okay. Then just an athletics to try to hold yourself on because you're sort of in a precarious moment here in a position here. Dirty 20. Okay, that's not. So you're holding on. The whole ship is sort of rocking back and forth with this new swell that is sort of overtaking um, the ship. You see, um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Zulfan Marine come aboard deck. He's like, no, no, we're going to die. Do you have any boats so we can get off this river? I can't swim that well. I, I am buoyant, but I need help. You know, he's sort of like throwing these crazy thoughts that are just popping in his head. Panic is setting in. He is setting a panic that is spreading with the rest of the crew. Everyone here is a seasoned sailor, but no one has responded to the gods enacting their wrath in this way. All of a sudden, that seems to be very, very clear. And you just see this sort of confidence exuding from uh, where you are behind uh, Estes Johansson. And she's just arms up raised almost laughing but just sort of yes yes as uh, whatever she's trying to manifest seems to be manifesting lightning is still sort of crackling across the sky rolling with the you know thunder rolling after it it is getting very very scary at this moment um and as she seems to be continuing whatever it is she did initially it comes to your turn again galibrand's going to pull out one of his knives or one of his daggers He's going to approach her from behind, and I want to try to make a sleight of hand check to try and grab the necklace so I can pull Ooh. it back a bit, put okay. my dagger behind it, and cut it. Okay, so let's see. So let's do a uh, let's do a stealth because she saw you get off. She doesn't seem to be paying attention, but she probably knows you're in the area. So let's do first a stealth check to see if you can get up behind her without her outright knowing you're there. Is that 23? That'll do it. So now let's do a sleight of hand, now that she doesn't know you're there, to see if you can grasp the uh, the chain around her neck. 18. Okay. So as you... Um, that There's a sleight of hand to do that. Let me... I'm going to have to do a... See what her contested skill check is going to be. And... That is not enough. So you reach forward, you grasp onto it, and you experience something that you have never experienced before. It is almost as if you are touching electricity itself. Trying to remove a holy medallion from someone's body is, is literally impossible to do against their will. Um, so as you go and reach to grab it, you take electrical charge of one... <laughs> <laughs> one oh, no, damage nine hp <laughs> you're like oh ah ah Im immediately it's just like this terrifying shock like running all the way up your arm really quick didn't do a lot of damage but the shock was enough to let you know that you're not going to be able to take this thing off her neck but now she knows that you're there as it sort of goes back on her and she sort of turns her head toward you um so did you have any other actions that you could take uh would that you have moved been and you like tried to grab I... her as an action so that's unless you have like a I... bonus uh, i don't believe i have a bonus so that would be the end of my turn okay let me find her so uh let's see this is a single action you see whatever she was uh, doing before she seems to stop doing it and immediately starts invoking uh these sort of 
arcane sounding words that are completely foreign to you. Um, it's almost as if two shells are like raking against each other. That's the sort of sound you're getting from it. And it's getting this sort of piercing uh, uh, sense in your head, this headache that is starting to, to come from just hearing these sounds spoken. And they don't seem, you know, it's like they're missing vowels or something. It doesn't sound, seem like it's a language at all. Um, I'm going to need you to do a con save as this force field from within her space shoots out across the entire deck, not just in front of you. Um, so I just need a constitution save. Wait, yeah, constitution right. save. That's weird. I'm going to try it in roll 20. Tell me if you actually see it. Okay. I don't see anything. Uh, all right, then I'll just roll it in my in roll 20 then. Uh, that's a nine. Okay, so on a fail save, the creature takes... You're a creature at this moment. Um, <gasps> <laughs> How dare you, sir! All right, let's see here. You said you had nine hit points left. So you actually take 16 damage as this force wave blasts you off of the ship. You land in the water before fully, cons like hitting like the actual like unconsciousness um at the beginning of your next turn i'm going to need you to give me a death save which i'm crossing my fingers you're going to make um you right before you hit the water and lose consciousness you hear the shattering of wood as the actual ship itself seems to break apart and then you just go black so give me a death save no whammies no whammies okay. One second, I'm just trying to see where dex, death saves would be. There's a death saving throw here. Would they be in skills or actions? Well, that's a good question. It's <laughs> a very good question. I'm trying question. to see like, what my bonus for my death save would Let's be. See. Or if I yeah, I've, I've got right get here. one at all. So, um... Healing. Dropping to zero hit points. When you drop to zero hit points, you fall unconscious and... Instant death is over 12 hit points. You take 18 damage on attack. Okay, so far on cards. Death saving throw. Uh, roll a d20. If the roll is 10 or higher, you succeed. Come on. Come on. Come I on, get that. Come on. Come on. Okay, one second. I believe I know a way I can do this. Okay. Yeah, I need to pull up like the actual character sweating. sheet because I was just <laughs> looking at the thing. I'm a, that was like the character itself on roll twenty. Okay, let's see. Um That's all holding our breath. Yeah. Okay.
Is it working? I am having some trouble finding where my death save bonus would be. I, there is no bonus for a death save. It's just roll of. Oh, there's no bonus. bonus? Yeah. Okay. It's just a flat okay. roll of ten or higher. Then that explained. It. I was looking for something that wasn't there. <laughs> Could have sworn I just saw. I knew. All right, that's a ten. Oh. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> okay, so you actually end up waking up to uh, like this little furry creature sort of like nudging at your face. Um, you open your eyes and you look around and you just sort of see a rabbit shocked that you woke up and it sort of like jumps on your chest and like bounds off away from you. And you find yourself on the shore uh, of the Vingard River. You're not entirely sure where, but you do know the direction you have to go in, which is north to Vogler, and you're going to have to go across the Vingard River to get to it. You know you can do that um, across on the other side of Vogler uh, with this sort of pulley system and stuff. But it looks like whatever happened, whatever occurred on that ship, you don't see anything other than some uh, sort of uh, shattered pieces of wood that are also on the shoreline near you. But you don't see any other bodies. You don't hear or see anyone else in the area. Just the light breeze blowing across the Vingard River is sort of chilling your face, which is probably what woke you up if it wasn't for that rabbit. And you have one hit point and you're just... Now faced with the long trek to Vogler, and it doesn't look like you're going to make it in time for the funeral. Well, Galibrand's first, already knowing he's not going to make it to the funeral, he's going to set up camp. Okay. It's probably good. You got to heal up. <laughs> um, I'm just going to assume that you had your backpack on you uh, it's up to you whether you did or not um, oh yeah I, okay as i said earlier um, uh, he always has it on him because he never knows when he's gonna just be kicked off yeah so you can easily take your short and long rest to sort of recover yourself burning hit die uh in order to get your hit points back up and stuff you know sort of banded yourself up and even with a good survival roll if you want to roll it you can catch local animals i mean there's gophers there's squirrels there's rabbits around here if you really wanted to go hunting hunting not far from here you would be able to um, find some deer to try to track and hunt so uh, you're not going to have a problem surviving it's just now getting to vogler on foot is just going to take longer than you anticipated and it's definitely going to make you late and that is the end of this session so uh thanks for <laughs> letting me take you on this wild crazy ride uh, as we have this final prelude for Shadows, Shadow of the Dragon Queen. Uh, what did you think? Is it what you thought? <laughs> Honestly, yeah, kind of what I thought. <laughs> really? Galibrand getting into trouble and yeah. then stuff just happening. Oh, I was prepared if you did choose to help her. The outcome was not going to be entirely dissimilar. Ah, oh, so he's, he's going to come back okay so the outcome wouldn't have been entirely dissimilar but you would have been helping her instead unknowingly helping an evil person which would have been kind of fun too when that came to light but either case thanks for doing this man i, I had a lot of fun with it and i thought you played your character true to the letter of your character i think that's great well thank you this was a lot of fun and uh now i have the honorary title of flightless bird because I just went soaring. 
It's true. That's <laughs> true. Thank you guys for tuning in live and watching with us, uh, whether you were watching throughout the whole thing or if you're watching this after the fact. And for those of you who donated to the Warrior Wounded, I'm sorry, Wounded Warrior Project, Chris, I saw that. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Uh, I don't see any of those funds. Those go directly to the nonprofit organization, Wounded Warrior Project. Uh, but that is going to do it for this episode. What did you guys think of this prelude? This was a custom prelude for a character. It was not in the Shadow of the Dragon Queen. Did it hold up with the other preludes that are included? Uh, would you like to see similar type of encounters on Dragonlance without uh, Shadow of the Dragon Queen uh, as the adventure backdrop? Let us know in the comments below. We really appreciate your time and attention. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. I would like to take a moment and remind you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Click the like button because that all helps other Dragonlance fans learn about this channel and its content. And this channel is all about celebrating the wonderful world of the Dragonlance saga. And I thank you so very much for joining in that celebration. Until next time, Slanjavar.